we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to the first in a special season of the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm Simone Roche, and over the next seven weeks, this power up season, you'll be hearing from our Northern Power Women community sharing their career journey and actually passing on information about how it can help yours. This week, I'm going to be talking to Maya Ellis all about her experience of gaining board and trustee positions. In her day job, she works in economic development at Lancashire County Council. And when Maya is not working, uh, she is renovating a farmhouse in the Lancashire countryside with her husband, Carl, and raising a toddler and a bump, which was exciting to read. Um, Maya was a trustee of national youth charity Girl Guiding for six years and a trustee and board director of regional producing theatre, the Dukes Lancaster, for four years. And the thing that struck to me about this, was this that was all in your 20s. Not the renovating the car, you know, the, the farmhouse and the bump and everything, but no. the, the positions were, weren't they, Maya? Yeah, to try to take it a little bit at a time. Um, but yes, yeah, both the board roles were in my 20s. Um, and I think the, um, particularly the first one, it was, it, you know, board worlds certainly weren't something that I was thinking about. It was me just sort of kicking off and having, you know, try, trying to have a go. Um, but then I think once you start, you get a taste for it and, <laughs> and get a bit addicted. And when we were putting this season together, we wanted this season of like really practical, bite-sized kind of conversations that people could take away and learn from. So I think where I wanted to start was, you know, what on earth is a trustee? Can you debunk the whole lexicon around uh, trustees? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I guess the, the first thing to sort of say, I think there's there's lots of words out there. People use them in different ways. The main distinction I would make, the most useful distinction is between a trustee and what would probably be called an NED, a non-executive director. Um, both of those can be referred to as board members. But I think the key distinction for me is trustees tend to be um, for charities or voluntary, you know, unpaid roles, but they still can be quite senior and you can still have ultimate um, responsibility for the organisation, whereas NED roles tend to be paid roles, tend to be more in private companies. But in both situations, I, I mean, I'll talk mainly about trustees because that's my experience, but most of it can apply to both. Um, and in both situations, it's generally you have the kind of the ultimate legal, financial and strategic responsibility for the organisation, they are normally strategic roles. So I think one of the key things I learned early on was understanding the difference between strategic and operational roles. Um, and the fact that as a trustee, you are, especially in the largest charities, you are you are mainly strategic because the staff and the paid, you know, volunteers and paid staff and volunteers are um, they're doing the kind of day to day operations. And actually, in especially in big charities, it's not possible to get involved in the operations. You would you would mess things up too much if you tried to get involved in the day to day. That said, 
um, if you're getting involved in smaller local charities, often just by the nature of those charities, they can't afford that many staff often. So you might be asked to do more operational stuff. So, for example, in really small charities, if you've got a marketing background, you might be asked to draft a press release because you understand that. Um, and that's one thing, you know, one key initial tip I'd say is be really clear when you're applying for those roles is like knowing whether there is expectation that you're going to get involved in that day to day or if it is meant to be more strategic. And it was, it was interesting, like I referred to earlier, when when we first met, it was at the launch of Northern Power Women back in 2015, I think, our very first event. And I was just so fascinated that this young, you know, smart, career-driven, motivated human uh, was so impressive. And, you know, to be, were you the youngest trustee on Girl Guiding? I wasn't even the youngest. So I think there's a bit of, it was a bit of kind of right time, right place. Um, Girl Guiding had just done a massive kind of review of its governance. And it was at a time when a lot of charities were doing that. The Charity Commission had kind of issued new guidance and best practice on you know, how boards should be made up. And a big part of that was around making them smaller so they could be more effective, but also encouraging more diversity, both in terms of age generally, but also making sure you represent the people that you're supposed to support. So obviously with Girl Guiding, it's young women. And so I was one of the younger, um, but um, my my colleague and good friend now, Roz, was actually, I think, two years younger than me. Um, but again, had, you know, I think we all had very clear, skilled backgrounds. So she'd been the chair of the Cambridge Student Union, I think, for, for a couple of years before that. And so, you know, we were young, but we came with that that background. But we were, yes, we were, it was certainly new to that board to have young younger trustees. Yeah, and I feel like I'm hovering over it, but I think sometimes if, if people are aware of trustees and non-exec positions, they think of it as something that you do at the sort of the later parts of your career when you're sort of developing that portfolio. So why why did you decide to go and, and seek out a trustee route and how did it benefit your career to date? I think um, for me, like I said earlier, initially it was just a I think I was looking later down my career and just thought, well, at one point, you know, eventually I want to be on a board because that's what you do when you get more senior ambitious. And I'd already gotten fairly senior quite quickly in my career in a media company in London. And so I already kind of, you know, did reports into the boards and I thought, well, you know, I was eyeing that up and had no sense of whether that was a couple of years or many years down the line. So it was more about getting the practice in when I first applied. Um, like I say, it was kind of, it was, I was lucky, but you know, they, they thought I was the right fit at the time. I think in terms of what I ended up gaining from it massively and, and why I would always recommend it for careers when you're early stage career is, is mainly that you get exposed to being and acting in a board level capacity way before you would have the opportunity to do that in your day job. And therefore, you you get to learn a lot about risk management, about sort of power structures, about, you know, financial decision making um, in a way that I guess, I don't know, you know, it's just less likely that you would be quite catapulted into that in a role where they were paying you to do it, whereas obviously there's more demand for that uh, kind of where there's unpaid roles out there. Um, so I think that was the biggest thing. I think... 
another benefit for individuals is something around like life purpose and, and kind of what what you want out of life and you know I think we talk a lot more these days about doing things that you know feed your soul or kind of you know you know work to, to some greater purpose for your life um I think for me at the time I was working in a big media um company I loved that I loved the commerciality of that but I didn't feel like I was necessarily giving back to the world or doing kind of having this greater impact and so it, it gave me that in the same way that I think you know, a side hustle can give you that or volunteering can give you that. But because I, my skill set, I enjoyed doing a lot of strategic decision making and stuff anyway, a board role was a nice way to complement that and give it back. Uh, interestingly, now I work for um, local government and I actually feel like I don't have as much need to have that separate trustee role because I now feel like I can combine the commercial role and the kind of the impact stuff. But yeah, that was kind of, um, I think that life purpose thing helps as well. I think the other thing I'd say is, I mean, yes, it. I think you can't deny that it, it helps with networks and CV and things, but I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't do it through the CV um, because I think. Well, I say that. I mean, I think I, I completely get people would disagree with me on that, but I think it's don't make that your primary reason because it's actually really hard being a trustee. You know, it's a slog of a job, and it's you know, it's it's a lot of responsibility, and if you're just doing it you know, to, to get that name on your CV, you, you won't, you won't stick it out. You won't do a good job because, you know, you have to really care about it and it, you have to be using skills that, you know, you really love using. Um, I think if anything, it probably, you know, the, the networks, I think help. Again, I wouldn't make it a primary reason, but I think you, in the same way that you get exposed to um, using certain skills very quickly, in the same way you get exposed to um, kind of probably wider networks than you would otherwise. It's like that peer mentoring almost as well, isn't it? The people that you pick up on, on the way. I think Dame Carolyn McCall, who is who was EasyJet and now ITV, she talks very much around that when she took that step into that non-exec position, which ultimately led to the role at EasyJet. And it was almost that, well, I can't do that. I can't do all that. I don't have all those skills kind of thing. But it was then, it was like, actually, you don't have to do everything within this. Is a, this was That was a non-exec position. So what do you think is the most difficult element of getting onto a board? And, and more importantly, how do you do it well? Um, I think, um, to be honest, the getting onto a board, I think it's the same as any, any role, any, you know, applying for any kind of job or position is there, there is prejudice out there. There is the culture and expectations of whichever organization you're, you're applying for. And so it's kind of the same stuff you've got to navigate, you know, and, and I guess my take on that is always, you know, do your research and get to know those organizations before you apply, because actually if they're going to discriminate or they're going to not make use of someone like you or value your skills, you probably don't want to be there anyway. So just, you know, do that in advance. I think, again, like, you know, I said about purpose before, I think know your reasons for doing it and sort of choose accordingly, um, because I think otherwise, again, if you're just doing it for a CV thing and so you just look for an open role, you're going to very again another difficult thing is going to be you're very difficult you're going to very quickly realize it's not going to feel right you're going to feel a bit out of depth yeah I think in terms of doing it well um I think there's probably probably three things I'd say because I do think people do board roles really badly and like that's at all ages (laughs) you know there's no discrimination there I think the first thing is ask questions and be curious and learn I think, you know, don't assume that others know more than you, especially if you're younger. They don't. And actually, what we were talking about earlier in terms of why a young person would join a board, it's the same for anyone at every level of career because you're still getting exposed to a whole different area. 
And most people on a board are doing that. You know, it's not their day job. So I think, again, however, whatever age you are, whatever background you are, I don't, don't assume others know more than you. Just keep asking questions. But also, I think do that outside of meetings as well. Like there's lots of opportunities to build that knowledge so that then when you have the board meetings, you can feed into that. I think the second thing is, is learn and understand board etiquette. So it's things like, you know, in two, three hour or even a day long board meeting, if there's 15 board members, um, you're probably going to get one or two points in there. So make the most of that. You know, the, the board meeting isn't your kind of soapbox. You don't get to talk for an hour, even though in some board <laughs> situations, some people think that's the case. But do your homework beforehand, have conversations outside of the boardroom so that when you make those one or two points, you know, they're really uh, targeted and informed. And then the third thing, I think, is have integrity. Again, remember that purpose. I think um, do that board role while you feel like you have use there and your skills are useful there and you feel the purpose of it. I think as soon as you stop feeling that you're being relevant anymore, then step away because your energy is better used elsewhere. Brilliant. And I can't believe that. Finally, because we want this to be really about those takeaways. What are the three things that people can do today to help them gain that role, whether it be trustee, non-exec position? What are the top three things they can do? Okay, so I think the top three things you could do today, if you're if you're kind of keen to explore trustee roles and, and NED roles, really, is I think follow organisations and people in those roles on social media. I honestly think that's probably the best way to do it these days. Um, I mean, I say that for you know job applying as well. Is I think again because I think you should go for organisations you care about. Just keep following them, keep up, de- up to date on when they're looking because most people will advertise these kind of things on their social media. But you like I say, you can also. You know, if there's a particular charity you really love, um, you know, have a look on LinkedIn, find one of their trustees and reach out just for an informal chat. But then at least you're on their radar. Um, I think secondly, decide why you want to do it and also how much time you want to give to it um, so that you know what's worth it for you um, and be dis- you, be discriminating in terms of what you choose to take on or not. Um because like I say, you won't, it's a lot of extra time to put in on top of a day job. So, you know, you, you won't keep that up unless you really care about it and it speaks to you. And thirdly, I think just start, um, just apply for a few roles for practice. I did that and ended up getting like, you know, the best broad role I've done, which is great. Um, and you know, you can always turn them down if they're not a good fit. That's, that's your prerogative. Um, and likewise, you know, just start, like I said, just picking the brains of existing trustees. Um, and just start having those conversations, really. I think th- those are the ways I did it. Like I said, the the, the first bold role I got was, um, it was through encouragement from other people, but then I thought, oh, I'll have a go. Didn't particularly think I'd get it. It wasn't, I wasn't too confident. It was just trying. And then the second one was, I came back up to Lancashire, um, where I live now. I'd been chat- reaching out to my network who I already had up there, talking to them. Wasn't looking for a board role, but one of them happened to have been asked for suggestions for the board up at the Dukes. I had a history there. He put my name forward. So again, you know, I think both of those worked for me and I assume would work for lots of others. This has been brilliant. Such fantastic knowledge, insight. Be purposeful. Make sure you find the board with the right culture and be committed because it will take time on top of your day job. Maya, 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 many thanks for sharing your knowledge today. Uh, Next week, we're going to be talking to Shalina Begum about speaking up and using your voice for good. I'm Simone Roche. You've been listening to the Northern Power Women podcast, Power Up Series, a What Goes On Media production.